Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 1. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The world, the cosmos is trying to squeeze your mind into, into its way of thinking and to conform. Are you feeling this? What? I know I ain't crazy. I feel it. If I feel it, you feel it. Any Christian feels it. Where my people at? Where my witnesses at? Any Christian, the world is trying to change you. Slowly but surely, bit by bit, commercial by commercial, television show by television show, Facebook post by Facebook post, tweet by tweet. (laughs) I'm trying to think of another one. (laughs) They're trying to change you and change your view of thinking. And make you feel like being a Christian is stupid. That's what the world is trying to make you believe. Listen, that's just propaganda. Don't you understand? How in the world could one man change a whole country of people and their mindset so that they kill six million Jewish people? How does that happen? How does it happen that one man changes the the, the mindset of the entire known world at the time, Nero and the Neronian persecution, to kill six million of our brothers and sisters? Fox's Book of Martyr, read it. It's a hard read, but read it. How does that happen? It happens because of propaganda. It happens because little bit by little bit, the culture of the world is anti-God. The culture of the world is going away from Jesus. They knew him not. And they don't want to know him. And that, my friend, is unfortunate. I heard this brother say, and I'm not really like a big YouTube person, and people, you know, I'm not a big YouTube person. I see one here, one there. People send me bunches of stuff. And this particular one, though, I heard this brother speaking, and he was, uh, and just really spoke to my spirit. And, I, and he and he said this, and I, and I agree with this. He said the world has set up an atmosphere of persecution and hostility toward the Christian. The world's idea is somehow there's something wrong with us Christians because we choose to believe the Bible and we believe what is right and wrong. He went on to say, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone." who believes. I believe that. I'm going to wait while you clap your hands. Isn't that true? There's something wrong with you because you love God. There's something wrong with you because you don't tolerate sin. The world 
is changing the mindset of people as it relates to Christians. And listen, it ain't going in your favor. Wake up. It's not going in your favor. And I really believe this. Someday, someday, we're going to be faced with where the real Christians stand up. Because that persecution, I believe, is coming. And should the Lord tarry, you will see it. And don't get me wrong. Y'all know I'm not an alarmist. Listen, new people, I am not an alarmist. Please, y'all don't know me. I don't know you. I'm not an alarmist. I'm not one of those people like, you know, get the beans and the rice and the guns and let's go to heels. <laughs> I don't even know why I did that. I, mean, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm not like one of those people. I really am not. I know you don't know me, but that's not me. I'm not an alarmist. And I'm not like, you know, like Y2K. Remember Y2K? Oh, my goodness. Can we talk? Y2K, man, people were like, oh my gosh, Pastor Right, People were leaving the church because I would not address that. I wouldn't preach a sermon about people left, uh huh. Wow. People left, wow. Wow. Somebody's going to put this CD in. They're going to pick up right on that part where I went, wow. <laughs> and they're going to go, oh, turn that off. That's a wacko preacher. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's a church. Why, why 2K? Because I'm not like, you know, oh, man, the world's going to shut down and the money market's going to shut down. The economy's going to shut down. We're all going to not have any food or any lights. And we're all going to die on y 2 it was, was it January 1st? I think it was. It was like, uh, everybody, I said, you know, honestly, look, I am trusting in Jesus always, 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 y'all. I don't have no time for that. I'm trying to see Jesus just like you. And I'm trying to preach the word of God. I don't have no, no, I don't have the time, the energy to keep up with the affairs of the world, with the waves of the world, with the going back and forth of what the world is doing. I don't have time for that. We need to keep our mind on Jesus because I realize this. I'm going to wait while you clap your hands and I'll tell you something else. Because I realize this. It don't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I do. Jesus is coming when he's coming and ain't nobody going to stop him. And I know this. He told me I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. Right? I don't have to worry about beans and rice. God going to take care of me. I'm going to eat. Did you hear me? I'm going to eat. Y'all better hear me. I'm trying to help you. The cosmos. Woo! Take a breath. The world. There's another word for world in the Bible. John chapter 3. 
God so loved, uh, somebody say it with me, world that he gave his only begotten son. That word for world is the word for humanity. God so loved humanity. The world was made by him and the world knew him not in our text. It doesn't seem like much has changed, does it? The world still doesn't know him. And it's very, very interesting because the demons know him. Matthew 14, 28, the demon said, what have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come to torment us before our time? The wind and the waves knew him. When he rebuked them and they quieted down, the dead folk knew him. When he told them to get up and they got out of the grave, the donkey knew that the man that was riding on his back was the creator of the world. He knew him and they rode into Jerusalem. The rocks knew him. Jesus said, if they don't praise me, what's going to happen? The rocks are going to cry out. It's interesting. All of creation knows him. The world of humanity did not know him, did not know Jesus. And the reason humanity doesn't know him is because they don't see the light. Their hearts and their minds are blinded to the things of this world. Second Corinthians 4, 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age is blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glorious Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. According to the scriptures, the God of this world has people's eyes blinded. Notice, I believe in our text, that Jesus is saying Jesus came to Israel, his own, and his own Israel did not receive him. Did you get that? Jesus came to the nation of Israel and they rejected him. Jesus told them they missed their day of visitation. The Bible says blindness has happened in part until the fullness of the Gentiles. That means that there is a Gentile to be saved and then the blinders will be lifted. The Bible tells us we're to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Seems like a tall order in the world that we live in, doesn't it? Verse 10 and 11 seems very grim, but verse 12, please look at it, gives us hope. The end of the story is not the tragedy of rejection, but the grace of acceptance. All of this is leading to the word, but, in verse 12. Let me give you a recap real quick. In the beginning, before the beginning, the word of God preexisted. The word was with God and the word was God. God was the word. And all things were made by him and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines. The light continues to shine, and the darkness cannot stop that. There was a man who came to bear witness to the light. He is not that light, but came to bear witness to the light. That is the true light. That light came into the world, but the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But, verse 12, last point, The true light revealed, look at verse 12. But, are you looking at verse 12? Say amen. Amen. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. The word believe means to trust in, to rely on. This is not just a profession of faith, but a possession of faith. Just because one says or professes I'm a Christian does not mean that they are. When you truly believe, it's more than lip service. Somebody say amen. Lip service won't save you. There are many who give lip service, but not their heart. 
and they aren't truly born again. There's no change. There's no fruit in their lives. You know, I believe in the power of God. And I believe that when you are truly touched, listen, look at me. I believe that when you are truly touched and you are truly transformed by the word of God, that there will be a change in your life. Can I get a witness in here? There will be a change. You can't make me believe, not biblically nor practically, that when God sends his Holy Spirit to live in your life, that there will be no change. You'll just go on existing the way that you always have. That's not possible, sir. That's not possible, ma'am. When God's spirit comes to live with inside of you, there is a change in your life. I'm a witness. I'll tell you this. When God's spirit comes to live inside of you, 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 you don't walk the same as you used to. You don't talk the same that you used to. You don't go the same places that you used to go. You won't even drive down the same street you used to drive down. Because you know there are drugs on that street. I know I ain't talking to nobody here. I'm just talking. There has to be change. There has to be dramatic change. And if there is no change, then you didn't take Christ in your heart. And you, you didn't make a commitment to him. Because when you make a commitment to him, the living God comes to live within inside of you. And behold, all things become new. I'm waiting for somebody to clap your hands or do something. Yes, sir. And everything changes. You like from a, a you, you, you change so much people don't even know you. Like a caterpillar to a butterfly. Nobody looks at a butterfly and goes, you know what? You used to be a caterpillar. I remember. Nobody does that. Why? Because the change has been so dramatic. And this is what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 tells us. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Somebody read the rest with me. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. There, 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 there's a misunderstanding. Listen, we, 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 we are the children of God. If we receive Christ, then there's a misunderstanding out there. And... A teaching even called the universal brotherhood of man and the universal fatherhood of God, which simply teaches that we are all brothers. We're all family of God. They wrote the song. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones make a brighter day. So let's start giving. I agree with that part. And uh, just kidding. Everybody's all brothers and sisters. We're all family of God and a universal. God is everybody's father. Listen, God is not everybody's father and you're not all children of God. According to the Bible, there are two. Listen. This is easy. If I can understand it, anybody can. There are two kind of people in the world. There are people who are children of God and there are people who are not. We are not all God's children. In order for you to be a child of God, there must be new birth or the receiving of Jesus. In order to be a child of God, you must come to God God's way and receive God's son. But as many as received him, he gave the power, the exousia, 
the right, the privilege to become the sons of God. Not just because they earned it and not because they deserve it and not because they're strong and perfect and unfailing, but because they receive him, because they receive him. God the Father, are you listening? God the Father, are you listening? Say amen. God the Father has granted them the authority to become the children of God because they received him. Not because they deserved it. That's why verse 13 makes it undeniably clear, just in case you don't get it. Who, verse 13, look at it, were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of, the fa- of man, but of God. The word born is passive, and it means you have nothing to do with it, not of blood. In other words, it was not obtained through descent. It's not about your family bloodline. If you have 40 preachers in your family, it doesn't matter. You still need to make a decision for Christ. It's not the will of the flesh, not obtained through desire. The Bible says there is none that seeks after God. In other words, it starts with God. God is the initiator of our salvation. There's nothing you can do in your flesh to save you. It's not by the will of man. In other words, you can't will yourself into a relationship with God. We are the children of God because God has bequeathed, bestowed, given us the right to become the children of God. Did you get that? Clarity is everything. Clarity is everything. We are the children of God because God has bequeathed. There's your word for the day. He's bestowed it on you. He has given it to you. We need to understand our spiritual birth is a passive experience. New birth is bequeathed. It's bestowed. It's given. God is the one who is active, and we have nothing to do with that. It's not by flesh and blood. It's not by the will of man, but by the will of God. Listen, let me leave this. Let me leave you with this. Although John's message was current, Our message is more current. We are greater than John because John was only born of a woman once. We are born of a woman and we are born of the spirit. We're born twice. Did you get that? You are born of a woman and then you are born again. Somebody once said it like this, born once, died twice. Born twice, die once. Born once, that means you were in your mommy's tummy. I like the word tummy. You were in your mommy's tummy. And you came into the world. Born once. If you don't receive Jesus Christ, you will die twice. You will die a physical death and you will die a spiritual death. Born twice meaning you were in your mommy's tummy and you came out into the world, but then you received Christ and now you're born again, born twice, you die once. Because when you die physically, that's it. You live eternally with Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. You live eternally with Jesus. If you're not born twice, 
then you will spend eternity separated from Jesus in a place the Bible calls hell. Hell? Nobody talks about hell anymore. Nobody says that word hell. That's just not politically correct. We don't use the word hell. When the last time you heard a, heard a sermon about hell? When the last time you heard a preacher even use the word hell? I haven't in a really long time, and I actually follow preaching. And I haven't in a really long time. Listen, the Bible uses the word hell. And the reason the Bible used the word hell, because Jesus has been there and he doesn't want you to go there. Don't go there. He doesn't want you to go there. Hell is a real place. And don't let the world squeeze you into his mold, preacher, so that you don't say what the Bible has to say, that you don't say what the scriptures have to say. When the Bible uses a word, you use that word. Don't let the world conform you so you start changing your language. Somebody say amen. Go ahead, say preach, Pastor. Thank you, because some of y'all are you. Because the world, they want you to soften the message. Use the word hell. It's just too hard. I mean, you'll spend your, your time away from God in a place that's not nice. For real. Is that what you want me to say? <laughs> I can't say that. Or you'll spend your time away from God in a place that is just, um, you know, into existence, into nothingness. I mean, you won't be with God where there's happy and eternity and big table marriage supper potluck forever and ever. You'll be in a place where there's nothing to eat. Is that what you want me to say? I ain't saying that. The Bible says this. If you don't receive Jesus Christ, you will spend eternity in hell. That's what the scripture says. And Jesus died so that you don't have to go there. Somebody once said he paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left the crimson stain, but what? He washed it white as snow. Jesus paid our debt and suffered our hell. And as many as received him, gave he the power to become the sons of God. If you trust Jesus plus something, you're lost. The plus will send you to hell. You're not going to heaven until you fully, completely, unreservedly, wholeheartedly trust Jesus to get you into heaven. You can try to be the best Christian you can, be baptized after salvation and go to Bible study every single week. But if you haven't put your trust in Jesus Christ, you cannot be saved. If that's all right, y'all clap your hands and you say amen. And that's what the Bible says. And that's why you got to put your hope in Jesus. My hope is built. Listen, I am exhausted. I've been preaching all week, traveling. I would not do this if I didn't believe that this is a critical message. This word from John and this word from God, you would be a wise person to take heed. And build your hope on Christ. My hope is built 
or nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is, come on, y'all, is sinking sand. All of the ground is, you got to put your hope in Jesus. He's your only hope. Government is not your hope. Hello, government is not your hope. That means you shouldn't be involved. I'm just saying, don't put your hope there. That's what I'm saying. Hope in God. Look for God. Keep your neck up for God. The Lord is coming. I, I'm just not, I'm, I'm honestly not so sure that people believe that. The Lord is coming because if you really believe that, then you would live like it. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.